Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Book More Show. It's Stuart here with Betsy. Betsy Vaughan, how are you doing? I'm fantastic. Look, it's been a while since we've done this. So it has been nice a while. Nice to be back. It's, uh, yeah. it's the middle of the summer, so lots of things going on. There's been travel impact, and then we recorded a couple of shows with other people, and uh, I got married, and you, got you came married. to the wedding. It was so, fun. It was beautiful. It was. Congratulations. Thank you. It's a long time coming, so it was uh, it yes. was great to have everyone there as well. Um, so today we are. I just feel like I'm talking fast already. It's because we've got a, a hard out in about thirty minutes, so uh, right. I feel like I'm trying to squeeze all of the forty five minutes worth of words into uh, into the thirty Sorry. minutes. So uh, no, no, not at all, not at all. It's my I got caught up on another call just before, so completely my fault. But the good news is we're going to quickly run through a subject that is. I think probably one of the more important shows that we'll have done recently, because we really want to outline the structure and the strategy that we use internally, both in the book business and in the coaching business and the real estate business to really use a book or books to drive the process through from engaging with, um, with leads, people that don't necessarily know us through to enhancing that relationship, making sure we're getting in front of people slowly and patiently educating them until they're ready to make a decision to move forward in whichever business it is that we're that we're um setting the funnel up for so as you're listening to this um this is going to be one not necessarily to take notes on but definitely pay attention and think about the structure and it really is a cut and paste model that i mean we've used extensively across our own businesses and others that we work with um both in terms of book clients and coaching and consulting clients that Dean has individually. So definitely pay attention and, and substitute out anything that we're talking about in our own stuff for your own stuff and have this really as a blueprint going forwards for engaging all leads that you need over the next uh, the next couple of years. How's right. that sound? I think it's great. Should be good. Perfect. So I've got water, so my voice should hold out. Great. And uh, we've got a hard deadline, so we should be done before it gets too hot in here to continue because I turned the air conditioning off to to, uh, to record. So I think we should be good to go. <laughs> All right, fantastic. Let's do it. Okay, so we're talking about the really the book blueprint model, um, the methodology or the framework rather of using books in an overall funnel. But really, we've said this, or I've said this before, that the book itself is almost irrelevant. It's the strategy that we're thinking about in terms of getting people to raise their hand at various points so that you've got the opportunity to engage with them and, and start a conversation, start a dialogue. So the book itself is almost a, a quirk of fate. It's just something that at this moment in time, it's the sweet spot of easy to create using the model we suggest, the 90-minute book model. It's cost-effective using the tools that are out there, and it still has a lot of credibility and kudos and um, builds that reciprocity because of all of the history of books, the fact that the printed word has has a, has a kind of gravitas to it. So the the device, the, the thing as the book is almost irrelevant. It's just the most effective way of doing it. The thing that you're really trying to do is... Get invisible prospects to raise their hand. So give people that don't know you and you don't know them a way to identify themselves in a way that's non-confrontational. It adds value. It starts the conversation in the right foot. But really, you want to move that, move that um, relationship onto a dialogue 
as quick as possible. So identifying them is job one, but then job two is engaging with them and moving their thought process, moving their understanding, moving their willingness to execute towards that point where they jump on board and, and join you as a customer or a client. One of the other things that we've talked about in the past is the fact that not everyone is ready today. If you're just looking at traffic that's ready to execute immediately, then you're probably missing 80% of people who aren't ready today. Either they're not ready because the time's not right, they're not ready for because the budget's not right, they're just not in that position yet to, to get going. So if you're only dealing with people who are ready to execute and buy now, then all of those other people who will be willing to buy later you lose those and they disappear. So there's two important points to that um, to that way of thinking. Number one is job one is really just identifying potential clients. Don't sift and sort at the first stage. You're not trying to separate out the people who are willing to buy now for, and throwing away the others. All you're looking to do is identify out of all of the population the people who might be willing to buy at some point over the next two, three, five years, depending on on kind of what the life cycle of your product is. So that's the first thing we're looking to identify them. And then the second thing is once we've identified them, we want a way of staying in communication with them. So we stay front of mind. So if you're familiar with the profit activators, the eight profit activators, then this is the patiently educate and motivate people towards making a decision at the point that they're ready. And that point that they're ready is unknowable to you. So you need to stay in front of them as much as possible. And as we get into this, we'll look at a way of a very easy way of doing that, which you'll recognize from some of the things that we do internally. How are we doing so far? I think that's, yeah, we're, we're, I'm following along. We got it. Perfect. Um, one of the other things that uh, I mentioned in the show a couple of weeks ago was the Wombat Selling book by Michael Gleason. This idea of check moves and the fact that as the um, as the salesperson, as a person making the offer, you're not in control of when the customer makes the buying decision. This kind of always be closing Glengarry Glen Ross type idea of just sell, sell, sell is a bit of a false logic because even someone that's most of the products that we're probably talking about for anyone that's um, thinking about doing this will have some kind of refund or guarantee or, or even if someone makes an, a decision in the day uh, on the moment, there's still the opportunity for people to change their mind afterwards. So we never want to kind of convince people against their will to make a decision because either A, they're just going to be unwilling through the whole process and not the best mm-hmm. customer and or B, they're just going to refund afterwards and it's just, it's not worth the effort what you want to do is make sure that you're always doing what dr gleason calls check moves you're always given the opportunity for people to close themselves by presenting them off your offer regularly and uh and in a way that makes it obvious for them to to make the buying decision themselves they're kind of finishing that thought that they've already uh, already started so this whole idea of collecting leads in the first place educating and motivating them over time and then continually staying in contact with them in a way that adds value to the relationship but keeps you front of mind at the point that they make the decision themselves that they're ready to go based on whatever criteria that is so that's the that's the big picture that's what we're looking for and then the tools and techniques that we have for doing that revolves around 
books in the early parts and then we'll come on to podcasts in the later parts. So the three things I want to refer to today, which are probably um, front of mind for, for you as you're listening, are the 90-minute book process, the breakthrough DNA, the eight profit activators process that is connected with the More Cheese Less Whiskers podcast, mm-hmm. and more recently, the listing agent lifestyle system that we have, uh, or funnel rather, that we've got set up on the, on the real estate side of the business. So I know we've definitely used these as examples before. I wanted to bring them all together in this one show so that people have got a kind of a one resource that you can go back to with the three different models. And the objective is really kind of take everything that we're saying today and just plug in your own elements, your own assets to this funnel so that you can really get that um, get that momentum going. Because I, I mean, it's it's difficult to to say just how much of a difference this has made to our businesses in the last. Mm-hmm. Um, how long's more? We did, we did more cheese, less whiskers first and the breakthrough DNA process. So that's probably three years old now. And, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it really does just drive all of the business. So, right. So yeah. let's dive into it. Um, so the first thing that we want to do, and we're going to refer back to the eight profit activators framework, the before unit part of that framework a lot today. So number one, and this reflects in the book blueprint scorecard as well, the book blueprint framework that we have. Number one is picking that single target market. So we're not talking about the exclusion of other business. We're just talking about for the for the um, purpose of this funnel, pick a single target market that you're trying to follow through with. So that's engaging in the first place, educating and motivating over time, and then just continuing to stay um, to stay in front of over the long haul for those people that aren't ready to convert yet. So we've done a lot on picking a single target market. If it's something that's unclear, then head back in the podcast, uh, go back to some previous episodes in the podcast and we definitely talk about it or look for the uh, book blueprint scorecard episodes specifically and the early ones we talk about that single target market quite a lot. So, you know, I think, um, sorry to interrupt no, you, but, um, I'm sure you could use a drink of water by now. Um, <laughs> so uh, lately I have found, you know, we deal with a lot of people in real estate, and a lot of people in uh, financial and some of those areas that are just sort of pretty broad scoped. And um, I feel like we've been doing a lot of, a lot of, well, this is where I am, but I, I, I deal with real estate. So I have, I have this idea, but I have this idea and I have this idea, you know, there's right. been a lot of those and people get, a, they're just a little overwhelmed over like, you know, I, I could potentially have multiple target areas, you know, markets there's because I have on this side of my business, it's, it's, I do this as for the seller and over this side, I'm, you know, do this for the buyer or I do this or, you know, and so, um, we're always break or this is my goal because I want to build this side of my business because this side's doing fine on its own. And so there's been a, a real a struggle. I'm seeing it more and more, which I think it's great for people. I mean, anyone in business to have, you know, multiple streams of revenue coming in. So yeah. that's, that's a great place to be. But I think when it comes to, to writing a book or, you know, deciding where to put that target market, they're really sort of struggling on where to, to, to go you know and 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 everybody says ah well maybe the next book you know but then it's maybe i'll cram it all into one book or maybe i'll you know um and they you don't know what i think it's 
I think it's two things. I think one, it's just that natural tendency for people to have a fear of pulling the trigger because mm-hmm. they're concerned, okay, I need to do something, but if I do this and it's the wrong thing, there's kind of that analysis paralysis or fear of making mistakes. The answer to that, I think, is just just pick one. The longer right. that you, giving it six more months to think about it or thinking about it, get some more information that will help the decision. It's not. Pick one and move mm-hmm. forward. If this was a hundred thousand dollar investment, then I'd agree that okay, maybe you want to put some more due diligence <laughs> and go out and get some research. Yeah. But even if you're doing it with us, we're talking about between an eighteen hundred and a twenty eight hundred dollar investment. If you're doing it yourself, I mean probably more of an investment in terms of the headache of, of time so do it with us but but even so the point is that this is a minimum in investment even if you pick one market with the best choice that you want to make today but then in a year's time you decide okay well I, that wasn't the best choice or i've actually moved now and a year's gone on and i've gone in a different direction right. then do a second one the yeah. second one will be better than the first because you've got all of the experience and it's not like a print run for a postcard campaign can cost eighteen hundred dollars um flights from one end, from one side of the country to another side of the country will cost $1,800. This isn't... Um, the best decision is to pull the trigger and move forward. Right. The second thing, I think, is... Or I guess there's three things, sorry. So the second part of that first one is making the decision to go in one direction. There's, there's a scarcity or... Um, I don't want to turn away other business. And that's not what we're saying. We're not saying pick one target market at the exclusion of everything else. We're saying for this particular campaign, just this one campaign, make it from start to finish as specific as possible because the risk of going too broad is that it's not going to appeal to everyone so for example we've just finished a book with penny talking about foreclosures she's a real estate agent very successful business been in business for 20 something years if her clients are interested in stopping their foreclosures and refinancing through um or um I'm forgetting what the American terms for things are. Um, anyway, the foreclosure clients are going to be very different from those first-time buyers who are looking for an apartment somewhere. So trying to write a book that covers everything is going to not be as appealing to that one group versus the other. So whether Penny did foreclosures and first-time buyers looking for apartments, her business may well cover both of those. It's just that she's not... Um, for the purpose of this campaign, pick one and move forward with that. Um, so the same as you think, as you're sat listening to this and thinking, well, I could do one or the other, think about it just in terms of the campaign. We're not saying that you turn away the other business. We're not saying that in a year's time, you don't look at the second funnel, the second campaign, but just pick one and start with that. Um, the, the, the other point that I think we're seeing a lot more conversation around this now than we did maybe 18 months or two years ago is that we talk about it a lot more. And I think because we have been ed- patiently educating and motivating people over the long haul now, which is exactly the point that I want to get you to listen to as you uh, get you to realize as you're listening to this, the language that we use, the framework that we talk about is becoming more familiar and more common um, commonly understood with the customers that we're interacting with. So we're getting our own questions pushed back to us in a way that didn't used to happen when we first started because people were less familiar with the framework. So they were just kind of blindly going through the process. Now people who've been listening for two years and thinking, man, yeah, two years ago, I thought I was going to do this myself, but now I haven't. <laughs> so I need to move forward with you guys. Our own framework, our own questions are being put back to us 
because people are thinking about it more, which is a good sign. I think that's uh, it shows yeah, there's an understanding out there. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's true. So, yeah, so that's picking the single target market. So the next thing that we want to do, the profit activator number two step, is get people to raise their hand, give people a reason, invisible prospects, for them to raise their hand and express an interest. This isn't a get started with us today. We don't run ad campaigns saying start your book today. The only ad campaigns we do is grab a free copy of one of the books that we write as manifesto books, as introduction books, as books that fulfill this need in Profit Activator number two. So that's the 90-minute book. That's the Listing Agent Lifestyle book. That's the Breakthrough DNA book. It's the five book title formulas book. All of these things that we give away for free because the job of Profit Activator number two is to identify invisible leads. So from the whole of the community out there, the whole of the planet, we want to identify people who will potentially be interested in writing a book over the next couple of years. We're not trying to convert them. We're not trying to uh, run ads that say, do it with us. This is to get people to raise their hand. So I want to spend a couple of minutes just talking about that type of of manifesto book almost. Um, The five book title formulas workshop that we did before um in fact it was probably at the end of last year that we did it talks about the five different book types that are very effective at raising uh, encouraging people to raise their hand in different ways Mm -hmm. so if you haven't listened to that then head over to 90minutebooks.com forward slash workshops or follow the workshops link from the from the menu bar at the top and then we've got a whole two-hour uh, workshop that Dean did where we kind of stated the case and the five titles and then we had uh, Q&A sessions afterwards and that will help you dial in what this Profit Activator 2 book type yeah. could be for you individually but the job is just to get people to raise their hand its job of work isn't to do anything else it's not to convince or convert or co- to compel particularly it's just to get them to raise their hand because at this point you've captured people's emails email details and then you can follow up with people afterwards which we'll we'll get onto shortly but that manifesto type book so um let's dive into the listing agent lifestyle one a a little bit more so the listing agent lifestyle is the most recent book that we did specifically targeted at realtors this supports our go go agent business which is the business that we have that has tools specifically to, to support realtors so the book is a manifesto book that talks about the eight lifestyle elements of the listing agent lifestyle and for realtors that are looking to maximize that element of their business to kind of dial in this listing agent lifestyle approach that manifesto book sets the scene it gives people something to think about that they might not have considered in the past it's a framework for a different way of thinking about all the different elements that cover all of the um the listing agent lifestyle um elements saying the word elements too many times but those uh, those mindsets of the listing agent lifestyle so offering that as for free to realtors for example we run facebook ads to people who have identified themselves as realtors or work for realtor companies that is aware of all of the population of identifying those people who are realtors and of the people who are realtors those who are interested in more of a listing agent lifestyle than a buyers agent lifestyle or those who are just started so they don't really know what they want or who are just retiring so we're really at the end of their career so job one that book has done its job by identifying 
all of the, out of all of the population, that subset who are the prime candidates. And a book's perfect for that because of all the things we talk about in the past of it having credibility and authority and building some reciprocity, starting the conversation by giving something, a manifesto book, particularly as opposed to kind of like a, a, a how-to or an answer Q&A type book, sets the scene for all of the rest of the conversation because all of the rest of that side of the business is related around the listing agent lifestyle mindsets. So it does a great job of starting that funnel. Now, it's not that we reject other realtors who aren't as interested in um, the listing side of things. We've got a lot of buyers side of things. We've got mortgage brokers in that side of the business. But that particular funnel, that particular campaign is very targeted at the listing side of things and then the subsequent elements all tie into that. So as you listen to this, that first point in the conversation, that first way of getting people to raise their hand, the thing that you need to write or give them is the thing that intersects with a conversation they're already having in their mind. It helps them, provides them value, gives them something that maybe they haven't seen before, starts the conversation off on the right foot. But the key thing is that it starts the conversation. So that's the first one. Mm-hmm. The second one, and I'm already looking at the time and thinking that we're running, we're going to be really oh, no. short. But the second one is then moving people into profit activator number three is slowly and patiently educating people over time to, until they're ready to make a buying decision with you and, and jump on board and get started. So as we said at the beginning of the conversation, you don't know what those reasons are. Very difficult to tell for sure what someone's reasons are, but their reasons are their reasons. You want to be there for the long haul until they overcome those reasons and continuing to educate and motivate them. You can give them more information, more useful information to help them get past whatever's holding them back at this point. So how do we do that? There's two main things that we've got. There's the initial funnel, the immediate funnel that picks up all of those people who want to do business now. They're, they're pretty much ready. They just need some additional mo- um, motivation or some additional education in order to take that step. So that's the short-term immediate funnel. After that, then we've got the longer-term engagement plan, the, the longer-term way of staying in touch with people so that we're always staying front and centre and staying front of mind so that when they are ready for some time-based thing, the fact that they're not ready today, so that we remain front and centre over that longer period. So the immediate system, the immediate follow-up, we achieve that with the email campaign that's set up off that initial book opt-in Mm-hmm. and uh, we increasingly use our scorecard books as part of a kind of self-evidencing part of the process. So let me give you a few more details. The immediate campaign when people come through, we've got someone will request a copy of the book, we'll send them that copy of the book, and then the day after we'll send them a short personal expecting reply email that is very specific and assumes that they're ready to move forward. So on the book side of the business, and I'm going to, I forget where we are in the campaign at the moment, so I might pick the wrong one, but on the book side of the business, we send them the copy of the book and then the following day, we send a follow-up email, short personal expecting a reply that asks them either, I forget whether we're currently doing what business are you in or yes. have you picked a book title yet? I think are we doing the what, what business? Bu- are you in? What business are you in? Perfect. So that answer, that 
uh, email is very easy for people to respond to. It doesn't take a lot of work. It's short personal expecting a reply. It starts the conversation. And then from that response, we're then in a dialogue and we can start moving it forward. With the book titles, uh, the book title formula book, when people come through that route, we ask them, have they picked a title yet? On the listing agent lifestyle side of things, uh, we ask them whether they're, I think we ask them whether they're a listing agent or a buyer's agent for um, sticking with real estate for like the lakefront home guide example that we've got for the actual realtor business. We ask people, are you looking for a property to invest in or home to live in to start that conversation? So that initial response, the whole aim of the process is we're trying to get people to start a dialogue. That dialogue then turns into either one-to-one email conversation or an offline conversation with a phone call. And that that's really the stage that you want to get to. For those people that aren't ready to reply to that immediately, we put people in, then in the regular drip campaign of the of the podcast that goes out, all the other broadcast messages. But in the early days, the first couple of days, we've got our first week or so rather, we've got a follow-up that points people towards the scorecard. So the scorecard book, again, we've got separate podcast episodes talking particularly about scorecards. So jump back to that if, if you need, um, if you want to dive deeper into scorecard books, but the book blueprint score, um, the profit activator score, the listing agent lifestyle score, all of these scorecard books are books set up around the eight mindsets of the particular funnel that allow people to evidence themselves on a scale that we've defined. So sticking with the book blueprint scorecard, that has the eight mindsets of the perfect book set up in the context that we're always talking about, a lead generation funnel or an engagement funnel. And it talks about how advanced are you on picking a single target market, of defining the call to action on the back, on the outline, on the content, on the follow-up sequences afterwards. The aim being that people can evidence for themselves where they're strong or where they're weak. And the premise is that we can help across all eight of those mindsets. So the most quick and effective way of getting to a great score, which is a more effective book, is to work with us and we can help you through the whole process. The same with the eight profit activators and the breakthrough, um, the profit activator scorecard. That has the eight mindsets of the of the eight profit activators. Again, we've got many tools on the coaching side of the business that will help you amplify your results on those. So where someone individually is scoring themselves low, they can see that the answer to the solution, the answer to getting a better score and therefore having more success in business is to work with us on these particular things. Mm. Same on the listing agent lifestyle side of things. So whether or not you've got a scorecard book or whether you just do it through a separate report or a checklist, um, I use the example of Jim hacking and the, um, Spanish immigration book that they've got, their follow-up sequence is actually with a checklist. So the immigration process is very form heavy. If there's any mistakes, things get rejected, at least a month's worth of delays. So they don't necessarily need a scorecard, but their checklist on the back of the book as part of this follow-up sequence clearly identifies to people, okay, have you done this, 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 this? If people haven't, there's then a, oh my God, what do I need to do about it? And the answer is, come and work with us. We'll make sure that all of this is done correctly and done correctly first time. So scorecard books are a fantastic way of sitting in that funnel. But I don't want to suggest that everyone needs a scorecard book, but Mm -hmm. everyone does need a way of 
of allowing people to evidence for themselves this whole kind of there's a problem here I'm not as far advanced as I thought I was but you're not telling me that I'm telling me that by answering these questions what am I going to do about it I can either go away and try and find all the answers myself or here's an easy convenient way to move that needle of make some improvements and the way to do that is whatever the call to action is the kind of what we would refer to as a mafia stuff a mafia offer a way of easily allowing people to start the process and and get moving in a fast way that's so that's great i mean that is just i mean just yeah you're not going to tell me i'm going to tell me like isn't that something just so simple and but, that whole, yeah and yeah. that whole difference i mean yeah. if people don't take anything else away from it that i think is a is a golden nugget right there it's that people have a thought in the first place they're looking for something or they see an ad and that ad intersects with the thought that they've got so they request the thing that you're offering the book that's them completing their thought you don't send them to a landing page so whenever we're running ads we send the ads to 90minutebook.com which is just Mm -hmm. a single purpose landing page we don't send the ads to uh, 90minutebooks.com which is actually the corporate homepage we send so they've had a thought we allow them to complete that thought in the shortest possible way the scorecard they've now had the thought of yeah okay so here's the area that i'm in i know that i want to write a book but here's a scorecard with eight mindsets that kind of amplify each of those elements to get the best possible results i don't want to walk into your office and have you tell me that i'm stupid for not doing this thing but actually i've just answered one on this question rather than 12 so oh yeah i never even thought about that but i'm not feeling bad about it i'm not feeling bad because i've just um I've just answered something that increases my knowledge and understanding and gives me a direction to go. It's not that I feel bad because I didn't think about this thing in the first place. Uh-uh. So I think that's a great, um, that's a great point for people to pick up. Have in that funnel the way, assume everyone's a five star prospect, that they're moving in the direction towards that conversion, but they just need various different triggers and, uh, encouragement to make that next step. Yeah, I think that is just that's great. And that that's that you when someone doesn't well you sound stupid, but um when someone doesn't they I think <laughs> someone's more apt to like, okay, you know There's an opportunity. There there is, there's an opportunity, you know. That's that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. I was calling myself stupid, not anyone else that's listening. No, no, I know what you're saying. Okay, so we're just on time because we've got a hard out in a minute or two. So, but I wanted to, we're going to carry this on next week. I think I'm in, okay. in Florida next week. So what I'm going to do is grab Dean and get his perspective on the same funnel because, um, in, in the whole of the coaching business, this model is something that we use repeatedly and very successfully across the way. One point I just quickly wanted to touch on and we'll pick up more on this in a, the next episode or the one after is that long-term follow-on sequence so we talk quite a lot about those first two stages the getting people to raise their hand in the first place and then that initial follow-up sequence of motivating and educating people to make that step but for the long haul for the people who aren't ready now we need a way of of staying in front of people until they are ready and the way that we do that across the board is podcasts this is a watch this space because this is a enhanced service that we're going to be launching soon 
to kind of complement all of the book business because the book business is great at starting it, but then it complements it. But the podcast does a couple of things. One, it's an easy way of creating content because talking about stuff is relatively pain-free and um, and straightforward to do and quick to do. Um, technology has helped recently as well. But the other thing and the main thing that it allows us to do is send out emails regularly to get in front of people because we can send out an email just as we do for this, announcing the email release and it also gives us the opportunity like we do on the listing on the um, more cheese less whiskers side of things of in addition to sending out the email with the release we also send two other emails through the week that reference a talking point kind of encapsulate a talking point from a previous episode so from this one piece of content um we've got a way of sending out three emails a week and those three emails a week all have the super signature and a PS and a way for people to take next step. And having done that now for coming up on two and a half years in the more cheese, less whiskers side of things, that has been the game changer. So, um, Keep an eye out for the next podcast over the next couple of weeks because we're going to amplify that and dive into that a little bit deeper over over those shows. And I think really just reinforce this message of the campaign, the funnel of identifying people at the beginning and staying in touch with them until they either go away because they actually weren't interested or convert because then the time is right for them. Very good. Perfect. Okay, so a bit of an abrupt wrap up today because yeah. uh, Betsy's got another call to get on. So um, actually, Betsy, if you want to drop off, I'll just yeah. quickly close out here and I will speak to you. Well, I'll, I'll see you next week. Yes. All right. Take care. Thanks so much. Bye. Okay. Thanks, Betsy. A uh, bit of an abrupt end there. So as I say, tune in over the next couple of weeks because we're going to follow up. I will grab Dean next week and we'll go through his perspective on all of this and then we'll expand more on the on the podcast element that we were just talking about but i think the takeaways from all of this it was a bit of a fast show but if you can plug in your own elements your own assets to this funnel then it really is a great blueprint to engage those people in that funnel that you've selected and uh, as i say the the results are uh, are have been pretty spectacular so i'll leave it there i'll catch you all next week um this is show 68 so for the show notes and recordings and and links to the other funnels that i've talked about then head over to 90minutebooks.com forward slash podcast and this is episode 68 the book blueprint scorecard is a fantastic way when you're thinking about the book that you're trying to write the book that you're looking to write just to check off against those mindsets and that's available for anyone to go through at bookblueprintscore.com and that's a great way of really positioning yourself against those eight mindsets if you've got any questions then you can always shoot us an email to either podcast at 90 minute books or support at 90 minute books and we'll be able to answer those if you just want us to reply individually to you don't just in that on the email uh, otherwise we might uh, talk about this in a in a future episode and of course if you're ready to get started i talked before about a lot of people who are coming on board now who initially heard about the service a couple of years ago but um, thought that they would do it themselves but but two years have gone by so if you're ready to get started then head over to 90minutebooks.com and follow the get started links and then we'll be there waiting to pick you up and carry you all through the process Okay, guys, so thanks very much and look forward to catching you in the next one.